0: We'd like to welcome you back to the fourth and final part of our current event in Weekly Bible Study for May twenty fifth, two 2015. Next report, this just actually happened uh, two or three days ago, uh, entitled Chasing Church Leaders Take Back Seat in Irish Gay Marriage Vote. It's uh, so out of Dublin, Ireland. Its a, Its word was once law in Ireland on everything from contraception to divorce. Now shorn of much of its influence, the Catholic Church has limited campaigning on Friday's gay marriage referendum uh, to sermons to its little to its remaining flock. Over little over two decades after it legalized homosexuality, Ireland will become the first country to approve same-sex marriage via a popular vote. So this is where the whole country's approved of it. If the poll, if that, if polls that predict a victory by as much as one by as much as two to one, prove accurate, and and it has. It has. So they've they've made this official. And the next report was church unnerved by Ireland's huge yes vote to gay marriage. The once-dominant Catholic church in Ireland was trying to come to Terms Sunday with an overwhelming vote in favor of gay marriage, saying it needed a new language to connect to people. So what that's basically saying is that they need to compromise even more in order to... Um, reach the world. Okay, that's basically what they're saying there. As a jubilant Yes supporters nursed their hangovers after partying late into the night following Sunday's rep- referendum result, the faithful the faithful attended Mass to hear their priests reflect on the new social landscape in Ireland. Uh, this was a quote by Archbishop of Dublin, Diarmuid Martin, a senior Irish cleric, and he said that the church has to find new language which will be understood and heard by the people, and it sure won't be the Bible. It'll be whatever the secular crowd says will approve of by you. Then he says, we have to see how it is that the church's teaching on marriage and family is not received even within its own flock. Well, the issues has 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 dominated the media for weeks, but the church has been largely absent its influence ravaged by revelations of of sexual child abuse by priests and members of religious orders after decades of gradual decline. (laughs) You wonder why nobody wants to listen to you because they can see right through your hypocrisy uh, with your pedophilic priesthood, you know, army legions of priests that have been raping little children for decades and, and, and hundreds and, dare I say, thousands of years. And you wonder why that people won't don't want to listen to you or you have no relevance. I mean, give me a break. So the Bible says in 2 Peter 2.4, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes. What were they doing? Gays. You know, it was a totally taken over. Um, sodomy culture. Okay. Turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, this is where we get the term sodomy from Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. Into ashes. Condemn them with an overthrow. Making them an example. Unto those that after should live ungodly. See, Sodom and Gomorrah is an example of... For all gays everywhere, as a, as a gigantic, huge wake-up call. But see, the gays would rather glory in their shame and, and, and just say, we don't care what the Bible says, and don't you dare preach it, and don't you dare judge us, we, we, we're going to live in our sin, and we're going to do as we please. Okay? It doesn't, it doesn't change the word of God. That's irrelevant. And deliver just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelleth among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. Like the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil. Okay, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. And to reserve the unjust under the, under the day of judgment to be punished. So, all of these people glorying in their shame and saying what a wonderful word it is, and all the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender groups that are out there praising Ireland and all this stuff, it's an absolute total abomination to God. And they're just glorying in their shame, and they are literally just sealing their judgment. They're sealing their judgment. And then Jude 1.7 says, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, meaning men with men, women with women, going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. All those people, every single one in Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about, they're all burning in hell to this day. That's where the gays are going to end up. So I guess it's more loving to just tell them whatever they want to hear and not tell them they're going to go and perish in a devil's hell because that's much more merciful than actually giving them the truth. But that's how the gays would see it and that's how the lukewarm church would see it too. Because ultimately they don't care if they go to hell as long as they don't offend them. Basically by their actions that's exactly what they're saying to them. And because there's no preaching going on against this, or very little, uh, in these types of corporate churches, these denominational systems, well, you know, wickedness gets more wicked, and then then you have the thing about the child pedophilia with the priesthood, particularly in the Catholic Church. (laughs) Talk about discrediting a denomination, you know. So, now, let's go further here, and this is from April 9th. News with Views, I believe Coach Dabemeyer writing this. The battle is raging, where is our team? Now we're going to get into some more proactive things now to try to end on more of a more positive note. How is it that a perverted minority have seized control in the direction of this nation? How can a group of people who, according to our government, comprise only 3% of all Americans, be such a powerful force in this nation? How can they get multinational corporations and government agencies to boldly and publicly run interference for their cause? How can such a small minority convince a worldwide religious system to change what they believe about the teaching of their Bible in order to accommodate what is clearly taught as unnatural and unholy within the pages thereof? How can a small pack of yapping dogs chase those who oppose their deviancy into the closet where they cower in fear of being bitten by the perverted poodles? For the love of all things righteous, how can Christian men and women yield God's foundational institution of marriage in the name of love and tolerance? The answer is really quite simple. They are evil organized and i i I added to this because he only had a couple points but i added some to this they're evil they're organized they have enormous financial backing and they show up okay meaning the, the the lesbian gay trans transgender bisexual crowd they they are very proactive in shoving their agenda just like the muslims are Just like the pro-abortion crowd, they tend to be much more proactive than the average person who would identify themselves as Christian. These are churches on there are nearly churches on every street corner in America, but the sad truth is that most of those occupying the pews don't even realize that they should be playing on the same team, or for that matter, they are even even in a battle at all. And again, he doesn't get into this, and I'm not saying I agree with everything. He's saying because I think there's huge gaps what he's leaving out why things are so bad. I bring it back to the whole five hundred one C three corporate yoking up with the government and clergy response teams and you know the the preaching of Romans Romans thirteen in a perverted manner as to a core foundational reason. I mean them getting away from the Word of God using all these New Age Bible verses. I, I, I tend to like really go a lot further, but I get what he's saying, and what he's saying is is, is in essence true. What we, we should all be on. same team you know theoretically from a biblical standpoint christianity should be on the same team but we're not and most people have no no um most christians have really don't have uh, i guess you'd say the uh desire to be in a battle or maybe they don't even know they're in one i don't know i mean that would be hard for me to kind of believe but you kind of wonder as I have found out over the past decade, the pastors in most towns aren't even friends with one another. They typically view their fellow pastors as competition. We cannot fight the real enemy because there is no unity within the denominational morass that passes as Christianity. True, I get that. And I also know that most denominational systems are really off base on a lot of different theological tenets. So I have to say that, with a grain of salt, I have to say that okay, let's look at the big picture though, and and I understand why that is the way it is. I'm not saying it's biblically right. I mean, I, I think if God had His intention for us, we would all be on the same page. We would be all on the same team. We would be united in truth, not unequally yoked together, and not you know. But I so I wanted to just clarify that a little bit. Meanwhile, the God haters are eating our lunch. Every vestige of Western civilization is crumbling as God's team remains on the sidelines. No, wait, they're not even on the sidelines. They are simply watching the cultural war from the comfort and security of their living rooms. It has never dawned on them that, as Jude told us, we are to earnestly contend for the faith. I mean, that's the name of the minister I have. Or contending for truth, you know. Uh, same concept. So, we look at, what is it, a lot of what he just talked about. What What, what is... When we have churches that are on every street corner, the pastors view each other as enemies, and there's no unity. Okay, I, I got into the 501c3 issue. I got into the Bible issue. I got into that. But then there's the denominational issue, for which there is no Bible for denominations. And where does the Bible preach against denominations in the New Testament? Well, it's very, very clear. Um, 1 Corinthians 1.11 For it hath been declared unto me... Of you, my brethren, by them which are in the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Okay. Now, this I say that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. So there's people going around, even at the formation of the church, saying, you know, I am of Paul, meaning Paul is the one that led me to the Lord or baptized me or whatever. And then one says, I am of Apollos. Oh, wow. Now we're already starting to develop denominations here. I am Cephas. Oh, wow. We got the Cephas camp. We got the Paul camp. We got the Apollos camp. I am of Christ. Maybe Christ did literally, you know, on his, when he was here earthly, Jesus Christ. So you got four different denominations mentioned there. Okay. So the next verse says, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? For ye are carnal, meaning you're you're pursuing after fleshly desires. This is a prideful thing. I am in this denomination. I am of Paul. I am of Apollos. When you're in that mindset, you're carnal. You know, it's ridiculous. You're carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife. See, this is the foundation for denominations. Envying and strife and carnality. There's among you envy and strife and divisions, literally divisions here we're talking about. And this is in the infancy of the church. Now we've got literally thousands of denominations. Yes, you heard that number correctly, thousands of different, a lot of them I would have to say pseudo-Christian denominations out there. Different sects, different offshoots, this or that. Well, who's the one that got it right? Which is the one? You know? It's not of God. All this division. Now I understand. It's it's just apostasy everywhere you turn. So I'm not saying we all come together. That's where the church is actually moving. But it's going to be in a bad way this next time. They're all coming together on the same. One world new world order. Under antichrist and false prophet. New world religion. That good old Rick Warren and people like the Pope. Are going to bring us into. So they're all being set up for that okay i'm talking about if it was if it could be possible from a biblical standpoint for us to get on the same page biblically and to unite biblically that would be a wonderful thing it'd be awesome it's not going to happen though but this is a big reason why we're we have so many problems that we have today um is because of these denominational divisions. It's, it's just one more huge problem in, in the um, whole realm of Christianity at large. So, it goes on to say, For one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Paulus. Are you not yet carnal? Um, and then it says, Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. So he's trying to take the the emphasis off the man who might have led you to the Lord, or the man that might have baptized you, or whatever, and saying, it's God that giveth the increase. God was the one that enabled it to happen. Let's take the the. The spotlight off the man, off the denomination, which is pride, which is carnality. And let's give all the praise, honor, and glory due to the Lord Jesus Christ. Who gave us breath in our lungs. Who put us in a position where we could get saved. By the by the drawing of the Holy Spirit. Because if it wasn't for that, we'd, we'd be doomed. So he's trying to put things in perspective here. So, he goes on to say... Uh, I have planted... Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. Again, trying to get away from the denominational systems. We're all on the same team, guys. Now this is when you could literally put this passage of Scripture out in its infancy, and he was starting to see this, this rearing of this, ah, one says is Ap- Apollos, Cephas, Paul. And he's trying to nip it in the bud. He's trying to say, listen, I see what's going on here. I see where this is potentially heading. We need to stop this right now. Because we're all one in Christ. See, now it's it's too late. The, the, it's, it's like, you know... <laughs> it's so far out of control now with all of the thousands and thousands of pseudo-Christian denominations and their der- derivations and offshoots that, you know, it's so far gone, it's whatever. But back then... It was something where you could get a handle on it if caught early enough. Now, I'm not saying that there's Christians right now that can't get on the same page. True remnant Christians that come out of these denominational institutions that are on the same page biblically and get united. And I think that's a wonderful, awesome thing. I wish that we had more of it. Um... And it's the most common question I get and I just don't have any good answer for it because of all of the heresy and apostasy and I really just don't have a network I can refer people to. Uh, I wish it was different. and and But it's been that way and it's increasingly that way. I have a lot of listeners and most of them are on their own little isolated islands and, and um, you know... Tr- by themselves a lot of times or they have their families or maybe a small group of of believers they fellowship with but it's it's tough it's really really tough and i feel for them and uh i would say the the, when i say ways they say what do you do i said well i know one thing i cannot tell you if i tell you to pray and fast about a given issue i know i'm not telling you the wrong thing i can't definitively tell you exactly specifically what to do about that um, but I can tell you if you pray and fast about it, you can't go wrong. That's for sure. So, if we go further here. Uh, okay, now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For ye are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Okay, husbandry would be like, you know, there's animal husbandry. There's, It would be like something that God grew um or in, in animal husbandry obviously is raising of of animals we are god's workmanship okay then it says ye are god's building the holy spirit actually literally dwells in us we're the temple of god as the bible says so according to the grace of god which is given unto me as a wise master builder i have laid the foundation now see he was one of the first people leading people to the lord so, um, we've got Paul as one of the as a wise master builder. He he's laying the foundation for Christ, and then he says, "And another buildeth thereupon." Well, these were the first apostles; they were literally laying the foundation for the first believers, and another build thereon. But lest any, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Meaning, we don't do it to bring glory to ourselves. to say, oh, listen, I'm going to start my own denomination, and call it, it scott and, and because I'm the only one on the planet that has it all figured out. Oh, Lord have mercy. You realize I could have done that, though, if I wanted to. I could have started my own little pseudo-cult, you know? Well, I think I'm the only one. I, I, There's so many people that have done that. Oh, I got a special revelation from God, and I'm this. And you know, you're the only one on the planet that's ever heard from God, evidently. And He's telling you to do something no one else on the planet's ever been told. And only the people that follow what you're telling them to do are actually really going to heaven. This is the basis for all cults that have any basis of pseudo Christianity in them. You look at the Jehovah's Witnesses, you look at the Mormons, you look at the Seventh day Adventists. Well, they all have some veneer of Christianity. They'll all take you straight to hell. They all have a lot of heresy in them as well. So it just, you gotta really be careful with this stuff. This is soul damning stuff we're dealing with. And most people caught up in the denominational systems in the world, Christianity-wise, are unfortunately on their way to hell. I mean, most are are lukewarm Christians that have no no real love for the truth, and a lot of it starts with the denominational foundational principles that they're being taught, and so much of the time these denominations are yoked up with the mother church, which is also really kind of unbiblical. It's more the Bible talks about local churches, autonomous. Well, no, no, they're yoked up with this church that's ahead of it, and then that that church is yoked up with this, and then that they're all yoked up with the state, and it's a mess. It's no wonder things are so bad. It's like when you get out of that denominational system. I know when I did, I started to have a lot of clarity about, wow, why didn't I do this a whole lot sooner? Because you're too close to the forest to see the trees when you're part of these systems. I'm not saying they're all wicked and all evil. Okay, I was in hardcore Charismania, Pentecostal Charismania, all the way to the most strictest, independent, fundamental, uh, KJV-only, unregistered church movement. Spoke at their conferences and everything. I've kind of run the gamut. Okay, I'm not saying that everybody in those churches... Were, were on their way to hell or whatever, or, or bad people. I mean, I, I would still love, if I saw a whole bunch of these people to this day, would still have a total love for them. No problemo there at all, you know? But ultimately, though, I just saw so much garbage within the denominational systems, so much that they ignored, so much that they willfully were ignorant of, I couldn't stay in it. And I feel for those that, that are in the same position and have come out and feel like they're lost and, and, and just don't feel like they have a church home. And again, I wish I had a better answer on this one. But we're literally in the end times, we're literally on the cusp. And I think God's talked about, you know, in the Bible where it says, Wherefore come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. I think there's so much unclean garbage going on in the church that regrettably, God has called people out of the 501c3 corporate denominational system so much of the time, so that you're, you know, the Bible also talks about wherefore come out from among her and be not be ye not partakers of her sins. So there's a biblical application there of if you're in the church, not only are you going to be blinded by whatever devils are blinding the other people in the church, but you're also potentially going to be partakers of the sins of that potential denomination. And you don't want God to send you strong delusion, Right? Well, he might be sending strong delusion to everybody else in your church because they may have no true love for the truth. So God calls you out of that because he is having mercy on you. Is it painful? Yes. It's not fun. Is it painful? Maybe the rejection and the whatever ostracizing and then your friends not understanding why? Yes. It's between you and the Lord. Take it to the Lord in prayer, praying fast about it. You know, that's about the best advice I can give you. So, going further, it says, um, the last verse, it says, for, for other foundation can no man lay than is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the foundation of everyone's salvation and faith. And there is no denominational label you can put on that. Basically, the body of Christ should be born again, Bible-believing Christians. That's how they should, I think, identify themselves. I think that's a biblical term. And, and you know, uh, but no, we have to label ourselves some denomination and this and that. So, let's go further. And this is uh, by Susan Duclos. And she says, it's, it says, it's time to rise up, engage, fight, and realize that we are in a war. And it says, America's in a battle politically, morally, economically, religiously on every front. The U.S. is being attacked, and those being attacked are sitting back and allowing the enemy to win. Those that scream the loudest are heard. Those that stay silent or whisper are not. We do not have to raise a weapon to rise, engage, and fight. The all-news pipeline is not in any way suggesting a violent revolt, but one has to wonder why we are not even hearing the voices of, of the majority of the country who stand for religious liberty, Okay, now, I don't know as far as the majority of the country wanting this. I mean, I think that might be a a little bit of a stretch there when, you know, you've got a lot of people still that, you know, like Obama and like what he's done. Could be, though, I don't know. I I mean, it's just kind of hard to make a blanket statement like that, I think. When it says, the voices of the majority of the country who stand for religious liberty, who also want honesty in government, who want the borders secured... Who want? I mean, you would think anybody with any kind of mental faculties would want these things. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, who would want the economy to grow rather than stagnate or weaken? Who want freedoms guaranteed to us to be honored? And who want the U.S. to be a constitutional republic again? Coach Dave Dobbemeier joins Doug and Joe for a fascinating discussion on his recent article, which is called Where's Our Team?, um, we listen to him discuss how Christians are being persecuted and their voices are drowned out right here in America. While the enemy runs out the clock, like in a game where they're running out the clock, we feel the heartfelt assertions can be applied to every aspect of the attacks happening against America from within. While Dabemeyer speaks to the to the religious and spiritual battle happening right now, there are other battles taking place... Uh, that are his ideas. His suggestions can help Americans fight. We have the recent news of a military-trained Iraqi man who speaks fluent Russian crossing our open borders. And Doug Hagman states at the beginning of the show, in, embedded below, if if you caught one, there are probably thousands that weren't caught. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Uh, we are clearly being infiltrated, and it is being allowed and encouraged by the U.S. government. Like I said, the, the, our U.S. government is doing everything they can do to let every type of devil in to defile this country and to ultimately wage war against its occupants or at least the occupants that are trying to pursue liberty and justice and righteousness. So Obama's making sure that they're from every angle they're letting these devils in and, and we've just done nothing but document that over and over in, in on these audio teachings and in the uh, emails that I send out. So um, uh, we see countries across the world, Preparing for a world war while Obama decimates the U.S. military leaves them woefully unprepared and expressing concern over and over for the ability to protect and defend America, yet the U.S. is only preparing a safe haven for the elite, meaning their underground bunkers they're preparing. So where's the outrage? We have... What many believe to be martial law practice drills with Jade Helm 15 happening on American soil for the first time in history, with videos and leaked documents showing the unprecedented and dangerous training exercises geared toward war on Americans by our own government, where is our army of enraged citizens? Certainly not on the steps of Congress demanding answers. We have schools forcing students to pledge allegiance in Arabic, an economy on the verge of falling into a third world country, experimentation with CERN, where scientists talk about opening parallel universes and other dimensions, which, again, all these things we've pretty much reported on, and much, much more, yet the general populace is silent. So I'm not just giving, blaming all of this on the church. I think their, their primary responsibility, though, is to be salt and light. But it's, it's, it's the public, it's the American populace at large, as well that is remaining silent about these things i mean hey right is right and wrong is wrong whether you say you're christian or not whatever you know right is right and wrong is wrong you still should stand up for for righteousness and not promote wickedness but unfortunately that's more becoming the norm so everyone should and they're saying everyone should listen to coach dobbelmeyer below then ask yourself what you can do now he's getting results here we he started this thing really in earnest this salt and light ministry And I understand. I understand that he's calling upon all denominations to all get on the same page, and I understand the conflicts there. So I get that, okay, up front. um, To allay any concerns from my listeners, thinking I want to be yoked up with every Tom, Dick, and Harry denomination on the planet and and, and all get us together and singing Kumbaya on the same team and linking arms with Catholics and doing whatever, okay? What I'm trying to do, though, is see where... Do I see results happening as far as pushing back evil? He started this this process and I think the concept is wonderful having people literally go their boots on the ground, having people literally pray um, about whatever event they're either going to go to or in this particular case, it was the Kenhoven Court case. When this all started to happen and and, and they had people also calling in to the um like, The judge rogers and all of these people that were responsible for keeping keeping jail now listen he's not out of the woods yet i read this thing the other day saying that he might not be out till august still um they tried to kill him uh it was i don't know about a week ago they they there was a guy that they interviewed and uh, i'll be putting that interview out uh from prison it was one of his uh one of the guys on his cell block that, that is a christian that has a bible study with him and he said there was a black gang that looked like they had gotten hired and they were doing nothing but mess with, with uh, Ken Hovind and, and, and Paul Hansen and threatening to kill him and all the stuff. And he stepped in the way this last time, essentially, and I believe averted disaster. Now, granted, God can protect Ken, but they were literally making death threats on him. And I really believe they're trying to keep him in there as long as they can so they can kill him. Okay, that's what it appears to me. They do not want this guy to get out. They've canceled, supposedly, dropped the court case, and I think what they're hoping is that Christians will drop their guard and maybe stop praying about this and stop maybe calling about this, so that they can keep him in there longer, so they can so they can kill him. Okay, that's my opinion. Um, they don't want him to ever see the light of day again if they can help it. So, but the fact remains is that what Coach Dabemeyer did and what he mobilized and organized appeared to have a really good effect i'm about results and and i want to see results and i'm seeing a whole bunch of people praying about a particular situation then he's having a whole bunch of people call their either congressmen or the representatives or whoever in the court systems they can get a hold of and then literally mobilizing to have a whole bunch of boots on the ground when the court case happens well hey guess what they canceled that, and they dropped the charges. Don't mean he's out of the woods yet, like I said. And I think they're hoping that, that we'll drop our guard because of that. But the fact remains, all that did happen. And it didn't happen until, with what Coach Dabemeyer talked about, got put into full action. And here he's been in jail for some eight-some-plus years. So I'm, I'm seeing results. They've had other results in other things that they've been doing so I don't see anything unbiblical about that that's for sure so understand I kind of gave my caveats I kind of gave like but I, I see good things happening here I see positive biblical um results on things that they're and it's it's a and if you get on his email list they send you they they tell you what event they're going to next they ask okay if you can't pray it's not like he's trying to like you know grub for money and stuff and try to you know do this as a get rich scheme that's not happening at all i really believe the man is a very sincere a christian and he really does care and he really does want to make a difference and and i'm hey i mean (laughs) praise god so um i'm gonna go ahead and play a couple videos of his and just where he kind of makes some announcements and and kind of kind of give you a little bit more about this if you feel convicted hey you can just subscribe to the email list and and pray about it and if nothing else even if you're praying about these events that can't be a bad thing i mean there's no way that can be a bad thing if, if you get convicted to go there or whatever boots on the ground that you know I, I can't see that being a negative thing as long as god's leading you there or if you or if you feel convicted okay call this congressman or call this judge or whatever you know it's being proactive it's it's showing god we mean business and I believe a lot of times when we make that effort, then God it moves the hand of God as well, particularly with, with prayer. So, I've said too much about this already, and and I don't want to ramble on, so I'm going to go ahead and start this one video here. Okay, so sorry there, I'm going to go ahead and start this now. <laughs>
1: Hi friends, this is Coach Dave Dobinmeyer at NewsWithfuse.tv at newswithfuse.com. Thanks for joining us. Man, we have really got ourselves into something, folks. I don't know how many of you had the opportunity to read the commentary I wrote last week about where is our team. Oh my goodness, has this thing exploded? And we are we have undertaken a project called the Salt and Light. Brigade is what we're going to ask you to do. We asked people to do it last week and our inbox filled up. We are building a team beyond what you can ever imagine. We are sick and tired of talking and not doing anything. The Salt and Light Brigade is nothing more than a series of emails. Go to our website, ptsalt.com ptsalt.com and send us an email say coach we want to be on your team now listen folks we're not looking for money we're not looking we're not going to bombard you with emails all we want you to do is get on our email list so that when a, a situation occurs like just recently occurred in Indianapolis Indiana we can hit the send button and we'll send a message out to the army out there And we're going to immediately deploy the forces to fight back against the forces of darkness. How does it work? We release the air force. Who's the air force? It's the prayer warriors. Those who can't make it to the venue, wherever that venue might be, but they can bombard the kingdom of darkness with their prayers. And then we release the infantry. And you can be part of the infantry. You can make phone calls. And you can write letters. And you can begin to bombard the the elected officials in the jurisdiction, wherever we might be. And then we're going to send in the SWAT team, spiritual weapons and tactics, actual boot on the grounds, who will show up at the venue and lift up the name of Christ and do battle against the forces of darkness. Now listen. You can sit around and complain all you want to about what's going on. You can go sit in your church and hear your pastor give you some lukewarm, milky sermon, if that's what you want. Or you can get engaged. We're asking you, please, send us your email, ptsalt.com. That's all we need from you. Let us know you're on the team. Share this video with others. Recruit people in your churches. Or A lot of people don't even go to church anymore. Recruit people that you know are sick and tired of what's going on. I'm going to show you what can happen here. We have a little video coming up at the end. We were just recently in New York City with my friend, Pastor James David Manning, where he targeted Al Sharpton. Fire Al Sharpton has been Pastor Manning's cry for for over about a year now. And we showed up Saturday morning on the streets outside one of the restaurants that financially supports Al Sharpton's ministry. And it took us about 15 minutes to get that manager at that restaurant to pull all of his funding from Al Sharpton. You can see as it happens right here on this video coming up. Folks, please join with us. Get in the Salt and Light Brigade, and let's make a difference for the cause of Christ. Are you tired of losing? Are you tired of watching the values that you were raised with trampled under feet? Are you tired of tyrannical government? Are you tired of elected officials not doing what you're supposed to do? Jump in here with the Salt and Light Brigade. Prayer in the air, boots on the ground, we are going to begin to engage the enemies of Christ and try to win back righteousness for this nation. Coach Dave Daubenmire at newswithviews.tv at newswithviews.com Share this, please share it on your Facebook and your Twitters. Let's build us an army to make a difference for the cause of Christ. God bless you. We'll see you next time.
0: So, um, then he plays this past remaining video. I'm sorry, but I have some seriously mixed feelings about pastor manning i'm not saying he hasn't done any good uh, but wow i have gotten sorry i've just got some mixed feelings about about him and i've released well an email i released recently which about him couldn't be refuted but and again that's why i have (laughs) i have some mixed feelings about this whole thing um, not about where I believe coach Dabemeyer's heart is at all. Okay. And not to say the Pastor Manning hasn't done any good. And I think he did something really good there with this Al Sharpton thing. Wonderful. Um, but, um, I just kind of want to, you know, temper things a little bit and say, okay, well, I, I, I see a lot of potential good coming from this. And, um, so let's go ahead and play the next the next little video of his.
1: Hi friends, this is Coach Dave Dobinmeyer at Newswithviews.tv at newswithus.com. Uh you know, the older I get, I just turned 62 years old. Uh, it doesn't seem like it. I feel like I'm sixteen years old inside. I tell people I'm dyslexic, I'm really twenty-six, you know, get those numbers reversed and just came to the starting realization the other day that you know i'm in i'm heading into the the twilight years of my life i'm i'm soon to be really a senior citizen although in a lot of circumstances at 62 years old i'm already considered that and i look back over my life and i remember john f kennedy and uh, when he was elected president in 1961 he gave the inaugural address in 1961 he said the torch has been passed to a new generation of americans born in this century and he was talking about uh, the baby boom generation. Actually, my dad's generation, the father of the baby boom generation, which gave birth to the 60s, the turbulent 60s and the 70s. And, and um, my father's long passed. My mother's passed. And I came to the realization that as I look back over the last 20 years of my life, I'm the one, my generation's the one that's been responsible for it. Uh, you don't become in, in control when you get in your 80s. You should have been in control during your 40s and your 50s and your 60s. And I really began to ask myself, how's history going to judge us? You know, we're so close to the situation, that we can't always get a really a great understanding of what's happening. And when you get a little bit farther away, you begin to look back. How is history going to judge us? Are they going to look at, at the decade, the, the last uh, 20 years of the 20th century, and the first 20 years of the 21st century, and say, what were those people thinking? What were they thinking? How could America have rejected the God-fearing biblical principles upon which the nation had been built and turn really almost to humanism and paganism? Are, are the, those who study us many years from now going to look back and say, how could they possibly have let that happen? How could they possibly have taught to their children that there was no difference between a man and a woman or a a father or a mother or that the absence of either one of them would have no impact at all upon their children? What were they thinking? Well, they'll look back at us and say, how could that generation, that so learned a generation in America, have permitted the slaughter of 60, 70, 80 million unborn babies merely out of convenience? And how could they possibly have thought that the killing of their unborn children would have no consequence? What were they thinking? They're probably going to ask. How could that generation of the late 20th century and early 21st century. How could they possibly have uh, reformed and renamed this institution of marriage, the bedrock of all of society? How could they have permitted marriage between one man and one woman to become equal with marriage between men and men and women and women and and the inability to even be able to procreate any progeny at all? What were they thinking? The historians are going to ask, What were they thinking when they took the gold away as the standard of their money and somehow clung to this idea of the full faith and credit of the government to back paper, meaningless paper currency? What were they thinking? How could Christians in this once great Christian nation, send their children to government schools and permit them to be taught that there not only was no God, but that if there was a God, it was government, and the rights of the people come from government. How could the most free people in the history of the world, how could they have let that happen? You know, many of the problems that we look at at across America, we like to blame this false Left, right, as the problem when it's not, we have done this to ourselves with the rejection of truth.
0: I don't even know. If- rejection of truth, and again, that's exactly what Second Thessalonians chapter 2 says, you know, because they had no love for the truth, and that's really what it has pulled down. The, the church has ceased to become salt and white in the world, salt is a preserve of light always exposes darkness. And the church has abdicated that position at large, and that's really the real reason why we're in the state we're in.
1: America will be here 100 years from now. But if they are, and if the world goes back and studies this time in a the history, they're gonna look at the things that went on under our watch, my generation's watch, the baby boomer generation watch, and they're gonna say, what were they thinking? Yeah. What were we thinking? Maybe we weren't. It's Coach Dave Davenmark, newswithuse.tv at newswithuse.com. God bless you. We'll see you next time.
0: I just love that guy. I mean, I just, you know, and I, I just, I, I really, I feel like that this concept that that he is moving toward here and we're already starting to see results i really haven't given you all the the wins they've already they've already had some serious impact wherever they've implemented um their prayers their their um efforts toward um government officials toward and then where they've actually put boots on the ground they've already gotten excellent results tangible results in a righteous direction so i love the concept um i would say you know kind of proceed a little bit with caution as far as i'm not 100 percent sure if you ever go to these events who might show up you might you know there might be catholics showing up i don't know i haven't heard a lot about that I, i really didn't see that presence in um pensacola with uh Ken Hoven. um so kind of bear that in mind and this is one of those things where i just feel like that that i i've already seen some very very good results and and i'm hoping that this movement really takes off in a, in a biblical positive type of direction i believe that um his heart is in the right place and um he's seeking after righteousness this isn't some type of get rich scheme he's not out there begging for money and doing this or doing that and he doesn't bombard you with emails and and um i don't know i just love it so uh i give you his website here which is uh p t p's and paul t's and Tom's salt.com and uh it's past the salt which is it's, it's abbreviation for that And so if you want to click on that and get on his free email list just to check that out, you can do that. Um, You can watch some of the other videos that are up there and uh, pray about it. And and, um, uh, pray that this movement stays as uncorrupted as possible. And that maybe people that are coming into this movement, even from different denominations, that may be in some really, really bad theology, like works-based Catholicism, That they get their eyes opened, you know, um, and that they actually, you know, could get saved, because that can be used in that regard as well. So anyway, that's all. That's how I kind of wanted to end the the teaching for today on a kind of a, a, a more of a positive, proactive note. There are, in particular, this particular Christian group is getting results. Um that really can't be denied. And so it's one, I think it's one of the coolest things I've seen in Christianity in a long time as as far as that goes. And, and uh, so praise Lord, praise the Lord for that. So I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I thank you Lord for um, my listeners. Lord, I pray Lord that you would just help us to do your will. Lord every day in our lives, in, in, we would be obedient to you Lord that you would convict us of your plan for our individual lives our families' lives Lord that, that you would give us that divine guidance that divine foreknowledge Lord as far as what you would have us do that you would bless ministries like these like Coach Dobemeyer's ministry and that that light would push back against this darkness that all of this wickedness that I've talked about today with the Lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual agenda with with the uh, pedophilia, with Islam, all of the wicked stuff going on in high places, God, with with, uh, Biden and Obama and and all of these evil people that are pushing this in high places and political offices, God, I just pray to God that this wickedness be stomped out, that it be rebuked, that if it be possible... The people behind these movements, those that can be saved, that they would be saved. For which you will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. But, Lord God, if that won't be the case, if they will not repent, that you would deal with them, Lord God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of your doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in you, and all the upright in heart would glory, according to Psalm 64. And that you would hide us, Lord God. You would hide your remnant. You would hide the innocent. You would hide the innocent unborn. The children, the orphans, and the widows, and in in the men and women and and teenagers and children of God, that you would hide them from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot in him and fear not, and they encourage themselves in an evil matter. I pray to God you would hide us from them, Lord God, and that you would deal with them, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, and that if it be possible their souls be saved. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.